Welcome to Finish the Race, a conservative Christian podcast where we'll dive deep into the current events and social issues affecting Americans. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. In times like these, truth, principles, and solutions matter. Through God's Word, we can restore our true American values, faith, family, and country. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Now, here's your host, Eric Thompson. Eric Thompson. And welcome to another Finish the Race. Thank you so much for joining me. It is September 11th, 2021. So obviously we're going to have to cover what happened 20 years ago on this date. But we're also going to try to build just a a beginning to this podcast, a foundation on why are we here? How did this all come about? Why is God worthy? See, we have to understand as we go through the situation 20 years ago, what Joe Biden just did over in Afghanistan by leaving people behind. Why is there sin and why is there death and why is there pain and why is there suffering? But the thing about life is that we're here for a season and a very short season so you want to be encouraged because we've been if you're a christ follower which means jesus is lord if you were if you were called if you were set apart if you were uh, if you were part of what who god was going to save the elect before everything was created your name was written down and then he calls you, and then he saves you, and then Jesus says no one can ever take you out of the Father's hand, or I lost none of the sheep you gave me, Father. And that nothing can separate us from the love of God, and then when we are taken home, either through a natural death or an a airplane crashing or a disease or some generation will be raptured, It's all good because Paul said to die is to gain, but he had been up to the third heaven. He'd been up to heaven. He talks about the third heaven. He says, I don't know, you know, in the spirit, out of the spirit, but taken up, saw things I can't describe. So then when he's writing this, he says, you know, To, to leave this body, to be absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. So when he says to die is to gain, it means to leave this tent of flesh means that you have the eternal body with the Savior and you will know as you're known. So over 20 years ago, some Muslim, Sharia Muslim terrorist which the Quran is very straightforward. 
the Quran written by a nomadic man who would go up into the cave, said he got choked by an angel, was told to write the new gospel, which is not a good uh, gospel at all. It's not good news. And out of that, you basically get a 7th century six yeah seventh century nomadic culture without a savior without love and without hope with an angry god that you try to appease your throughout your life and women and children have very little value in that system and because muhammad was strong enough that when he got powerful because his his uh new wife his second his uh, wife that he married, the, the uh, widow of a wealthy merchant, she was able to finance his ministry. So basically, they bought followers. She bought followers, you know, the guys out in town, out in the, out, out in the middle of nowhere that had murdered, robbed, that, that weren't able to go into the general public. And when he got powerful enough, he went back to Medina. Went back to Medina. There was 360 tribal deities and they busted them all up except for his tribes which was the crescent moon and they then tried to say oh yeah god is allah the crescent moon but the bible says that there's only one god there shall never be another yahweh is what he goes by but he's the, he is the i am the i am is not allah so when you hear people saying that they're worshiping any faith, any any God outside of our Father and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, then they're, they're like it says in Isaiah, they're worshiping nothing. He doesn't exist. But Satan works to, to deceive, lie, kill, and destroy. So what he does is he works through these false religions and and he he was able through their leadership to get people to say you know what we're willing to die so we can please this god who in reality doesn't exist so they came over to the united states trained went back funded came back got on airplanes and killed people and here we are today we have people in leadership in the United States that do not fear God, that actually are psychopathic in the fact that they don't seem to care about the results of their decisions. You know, they 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 want ba- women to be able to have their baby slaughtered in the womb up to the moment of con- of birth. No problem there. Eight months pregnant, change your mind, fine, you can have the baby killed. And I'm going to make sure, Harris and Biden would say, we're going to make sure that women have a right to do that. They're going to, they promote transgenderism. They promote homosexuality. They promote all these things, but they, they are down on free speech. They're down on Jesus is the only way, Christianity. So in Genesis 1.1, it says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, my question today is, what was before in the beginning? God, right? God was before in the beginning. God doesn't try 
and finds no need in his mind to give a lot of details about things that we can't fathom. But in the beginning, God created heavens and the earth, so he created time because this is when we get into the 24-hour days, and he goes through assembling through the Holy Spirit hovering over this mass of water. He assembles an earth, the skies, the moon, the stars, the sun, the seas, puts everything in, all the animals, everything. And on the seventh day, he rested. But before time, Jesus had, it was foreordained that Jesus would die eventually after time began. He would enter at a certain, a certain date and a certain time through a virgin, and then he would eventually die and be crucified by the creatures that he created, as it says in Colossians 1 and Hebrews 1 and John 1. He creates, all, creates everything, sustains everything. So when you, when you have in the beginning God, the only God, the one true God who lays out that he created man and woman, man he created, two genders, together one man, man and woman, then we're sitting here today going, okay, well, why, why is everything seeing up, just seem going kind of wacky if God created everything, but everything is, he's allowing things or he's causing things to look sideways. Because everything is for God's glory. Jesus even talked about in the New Testament that they asked him about Somebody, why, why, why was he born blind, this guy? Why was this, why was this guy born blind? His parents' fault? Sin? No, he said so that I would get glory. The father would get glory. Jesus said that we're going to have trials. If you look over in John 16, 31, Jesus was talking to the disciples, and he said, actually, in verse 32, a time is coming and, in fact, has come when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I've told you these things so that you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So if God said in the, in the beginning, if God says, let there be light, and there was light, and he created the land, the sea, the animals, everything, man and woman, and then when Jesus comes, he says, oh, by the way, you're going to scatter. You're going to bail on me after walking with me for three years but don't worry about it. I've, I've overcome the world because I'm going to die and defeat sin, but you're going to have trouble in the meantime. While you're on earth until you get to glory, you shall have trials. 
What did James say? Count it all joy, right? Count it pure joy. John and James 1, 2, New International Version. Count it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. That doesn't sound really good, does it? Why is that? Why should you count it all joy? Because what happens is part of the sanctification process involves trials. So again, here's another verse behind it. Verse 2, James 1, 2. Consider a pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that your testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And if you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So in the beginning, God creates everything he rests. Man, Adam and Eve, sin. Sin enters the world. Death, disease, trial, everything you can imagine is, is present from that point on. So bad that, that God almost immediately had to flood the earth and go back to eat people because it, it, it says the heart of man from birth is wicked. It's evil. So as we're sitting here today, it's like, why would a group of men train and for the sake of a God that they think exists, they'd be willing to die and kill innocent people trying to please this God that doesn't exist? Because sin has entered the world and because God allows trials and we're to count them joy when Christians go through trials because God has orchestrated them, which means he is with us through them, which means it is for our sanctification. It is, it's part of us growing in wisdom, growing in perseverance, and in our, in our maturity. It's part of the plan. Job's trials was part of the plan. Now, what we do, like James said, like Paul says in Romans, so then people are like, well, that's not fair. God's not just then if he, lets, if he has people go through trials. So people who died on 9-11-2001 or family members who are still suffering in, in our flesh, in our minds, in our hearts, because we don't know what God's plan is it's hard but like hebrews 11 says that, that faith without without faith it's impossible to please god because faith makes the unknown things or, or the things we can't understand visible like how and why but then we see people that go through a trial and then down the road you find out that the person that lost somebody or lost something they end up starting an orphanage or a ministry or, or they lead people to Christ, we don't know. So we, we want to mourn with the people that are mourning. So we want to be, you know, prayer today that God would comfort the people that are hurting. 
but we also need to keep in mind that God, this is not a surprise to God because to die is to gain the end of everything is God's glory. And then in glory, when we get to glory, we will not have any pain, sorrow, tears. So people, when, when they look at life, they go, ah, man, this has been tough. But so if you're alive 80 years, then you spend forever without tears and sorrow and pain? Do you see it? That works out for good to those that are the called, those called the, the love God according to his purposes. So on September 11th, just keep in mind that Jesus agreed to go to the cross before in the beginning even was spoken and things were created and that his, the creation and the creatures created the lineage of Adam and Eve would kill the flesh of the Son of God. But he did it anyway because God demonstrated his love in this, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us, that he didn't come for good people. He died for sinful people, which is all of humanity. So if you feel sad, you have to go to Romans Romans, Romans 8, right? And then go over to John in these verses and say, okay, Father, I don't understand. And then we, oh, that's where you have to understand your position before your creator. I don't understand, Lord, but I know you're good and I know you're just and I know that everything that's happening is going to work out for good. But it's not going to make sense all the time in my mind as a human. Because we have the accuser of the brethren going around. God doesn't love you because this happened. God doesn't. Did God really say? Count it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Because knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Jesus says, I, you're going to have trials, but don't worry, I've overcome the world. It's, it's a profound thing to think about that in Christ you walk positionally sinless in Christ, even though our flesh sins, but because we have the atonement, the propitiation of our sins over us, we have the forgiveness of God in Christ. Thus, we should take captive the thoughts that come to our mind like, I can't believe people died on 9-11. I can't believe it. Where is God? How does God let this happen? This, this, and this. And get into a funk. No, it's like, Lord, what a horrendous event that these people that are worshiping a false God and are led by the God of this world to do evil. We pray for the people that are surviving the deaths of the people that were killed, and may you draw them to the cross and salvation, and may people surround them in love and, and be that light in this darkness. But we never have 
we never should feel comfortable saying, God, why? Or that's not right, God. If you, if you know that nothing can separate you from the love of God, if you know that you can enter the throne room of grace boldly, saying, Abba, Father, if you need, we, we have to approach God in submission to his unknown perfect will for everything and everybody and say, you are good, Comfort those who don't understand in your love and in your timing. We know that you will reveal what's going on, but even if you don't, you're still good. And it has to, that's it. That's Christianity. You, there is no such thing as name it, claim it. I call it, I speak it into existence. That doesn't exist in scripture. If you, if you pray in Jesus' name according to his will, he'll do it, right? Because I people say, oh, in the name of Jesus, I claim this. No, you don't. If God moves on your heart and then you pray about it and it's his will, of course he's going to accomplish what you petition because he put it on your heart in the first place. But if you don't pray and you don't ask, then sometimes he won't give you and prompting you to keep pushing on and keep seeking because you're not getting the point. You're not growing up. You're not getting, you're not, you're not sanctified. You're not moving ahead in your sanctification because you're not asking because you're not being, you're not stepping out in faith, being challenged. And then which then draws you back to your father for comfort and for direction so rejoice today that you have a Savior. Rejoice today that God is good and that God hears and God is compassionate and God will comfort the people that need to be comforted and are submitted to his, to his calling. That are saying, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to empty myself so I can be comforted because my pain is so overriding that I'm not listening. So that's how we deal with trials. It's how we deal with sadness. Now, as we go through the podcast, we're going to be talking about some core things like who who does god save how are people saved things like that right because there's even though the bible's pretty straightforward i don't really understand except for people in their flesh and there's a lot of people that like jesus said matthew 7 that aren't christians but they go to church but the simple fact is this God is love. God is holy. If God called you, then you're the elect and God's saving you and he's going to be working through your life and he's set aside. He's already predetermined works that you would do. And our job is to, is to be submitted, seeking God's will, preaching the gospel to people so that they too may be saved and leave the rest 
to God. We laugh with people, we have fun with people, and we mourn with people because we love in Christ's name. And if we don't take on the responsibility of saving people, the responsibility of being the fixer in all these situations, then all we can do is walk by faith and watch God work and in the end remind ourselves I made it because of Christ, not because of anything that I did. And if we do that, we do not become narcissistic. We do not have bad doctrine, and we are not, we are not manipulating people to believe because promises are made that would make them feel like they, they're going to get things and wishes if they become a believer. It doesn't work that way. You come broken, you've been saved because of what he loved you first, and once you get in that position, understand you will have trials, but he's overcome the world, and then walk, and don't turn to the right or the left, and then see what God can do through your life and my life and everyone's lives that are submitted to him. So I pray that you're that you just you just this this hits your heart that you reach out to people and you don't get all wrapped up in this situation because we know we know in Romans that God establishes he establishes authorities. He put Joe Biden in office. Why? Well, that's where the debate is, right? Is it because uh, God wants to judge us, so he's putting a pagan in the Oval Office? Is it because he wants to manifest and show how wicked the le- you know the the godless people are when it comes to our government, so people? Does he want to expose the government? So he puts a, a guy in who's a shell of a person who's got a lot of flaws, who's not walking at all in the light, so that the, so then, we, then it gets so dark that we can see it easy? Who knows? But either way, in, in any, any situation... God establishes governments and there's so many variables to who's in what position and why then I mean you can't we can't def we can't determine why but people try to I know why God put Joe Biden I know why God put the Pharaoh in to you know into his family so he could take over and I know I know what would happen with Jacob and I, you know, and, and the, everybody has these definites. Well, if the scripture is clear about it, then, then yes, it's a definite. If, if you're trying to figure out the actions of a holy omnipotent God, all powerful, not non-changing. If you think you're going to understand him, to the point of day-to-day, second-by-second living, then you are wrong. Because if you could understand God completely, then he wouldn't be God. 
so on the September 11th, 20 years from the date, love God, understand God loves you, understand God is working things out in people's lives, understand that God is establishing governments, and that there is sin which leads to death, which leads to murder, which leads to lying and deceit and drugs and all this abuse. And God is choosing people, saving people in the midst of billions of immoral, godless souls. So just keep in mind that your world, think of your world, your influence, your situation, Pray for God's will. Pray for wisdom. Understand that life is is awesome in Christ, but there were, there are trials, but he's overcome it. And understand that we're going to see sin, death, trials. And as long as we're praying, as the church is walking to give God glory and that people are repenting, then God could heal the land and could turn it around. But if we're going to continue as a nation aborting hundreds of thousands of babies, which aborting is such a nice word. It's a slaughtering of hundreds of thousands of babies. If, if people are going to be fall, worshiping false gods, if, if fake Christians are going to keep going around misrepresenting Christ, then there's a lot of people in our country that need to be dealt with by God. And so then if he's dealing with them through bad government, government unfortunately, the ramification is godless people make godless policies. But Jesus has overcome the world and counted all joy when we enter, enter into trials, and there's nothing to be depressed about because God is sovereign, God's in control, and that should be enough to take the thoughts captive that go against those promises and say, I don't understand, but I wasn't asked to understand i was asked to walk in faith and to understand that god is at work and in the end his holiness his justice will prevail and everything will be set apart the sheeps from the goats the wheat and the tares and then we will have eternal eternity with our creator and the people who chose were not a called we're not of the elect, will be separated from forever from the God of love because they chose him not. They, they, they decided that it was a lot easier to follow the flesh than to listen to the Holy Spirit and repent. So in other words, not, well, not in other words, to, to, to bring it all together, we can't save people. We can only present the gospel, pray, and let God do the work. We will never be good enough to please God, so we want to be in Christ and doing the works that he leads us to do, so then we please our Father in heaven. And that there will be trials on earth, and there will be sad, sad events, pain, suffering. So pray that God would comfort people if you're in, if you're in it or if you can be Christ in person to those people, do it. But at the end of the day, just thank God that you are saved and thank him that he's working through you. Ask him to forgive your sins daily. 
by the moment if they come to your mind and push on and finish the race, finish the race strong. Finish the race in a sprint. So may God bless you. Make sure you stay in the word because without the word, you have no wisdom because the word is what you take in. The Holy Spirit recalls it, and that's what gives you the words to say when it's the time. And then when life situations come up, you can say, oh, yeah, God said in his word. You guys have a great evening, and I'll talk to you Monday. Thank you for listening to Finish the Race. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. My friends and I love it. It's drastically changed my life. For more information and updates, please visit finishtherace.com. To get in touch with others in our community, please visit megabook.com. We thank you once again for tuning in. Have a blessed day.